Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Anytime during my 10 years I could do this. That's power. That's power. Oh, man. down to Hartman's foot. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone. Wolfpack wins. It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. All right, folks. Welcome to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. A lively crowd here at Amedios. I love it. Uh, we uh, we are here at Amedios like we are every week, and uh, it is the week of the ACC tournament, and we uh, want to let you know that if you're looking for a good spot to head to to watch not just the state game tomorrow but or today if you're listening to this, uh, you can also uh, come for the rest of the tournament. And uh, all during the ACC tournament, the folks uh, here at Amedios in the bar are going to have uh, specials for you. You can get $8 pitchers of Miller Lite, Yingling, or Bud Light during all the games. And then uh, there's a $10 Amedios gift card with any purchase of a tailgate special. So if you're looking for uh, a way to feed you know, a large group of folks who are, you know, maybe ho- maybe you're hosting your own ACC tournament viewing party and you need some, uh, you know, good catered food for it, stop on by Amedios and get you a tailgate special and uh, you'll get a $10 Amedios gift card with that. Uh, and then you yourself, as the person who was tabbed with picking up the food, can then come back at a later date and get you some good Amedia's cuisine of your own. Uh, and then, of course, uh, when states uh, playing during the ACC tournament, you uh, are eligible to enjoy the half-price pizza deal as well. Um, that's, of course, just during the uh, NC State games. But uh, hopefully there will be more than one opportunity for you to do that uh, during the ACC tournament. So please do uh, keep the folks here in the medias and in mind when uh, the tournament uh, begins. All right. Uh, we've got a, a full table here today, which is great. I'll just kind of go uh, clockwise here. Seated to my left is uh, the great Ernie Myers. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Good, Thanks. Great good, to be here. Good to have you here as well. And uh uh, we are obviously going to be talking uh, a good bit of basketball here in just a second. Uh, Matt Purdy is seated across from him. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well, James. Good to see you. Uh, and seated to Matt's left. Let me make sure I got my orientation right there. Yeah, you're painting a pretty picture for them. <laughs> yes. Uh, theater of the mind. Uh, seated to Matt's left uh, is a return guest. We've had him on before, but uh, we're happy to have him on because we had some big wrestling news this past weekend. Ryan Tice is joining us. He is the editor of The Wolfpacker. How are you doing, Ryan? Great. Good to be back, James. Yeah, good to see you again. Um, let's, uh, uh, we're going to have uh, plenty of opportunity to talk basketball, but I do want to start with the big wrestling news. Uh, Ryan and, and you know uh, everybody else who's here can feel free to join in. Uh, State wins its, um, I think, first ACC title since 2017 title. Yep. Um, and uh, we also had four individual champions there uh, over the weekend at the meet in uh, Charlottesville. Um, it obviously is just yet another, um, you know, mile marker and a tremendous season for Wolfpack Wrestling. Um, 
Virginia Tech, it was, you know, they're, they've been our main competition all season long. They were the one loss that we had on the schedule mm-hmm. to this point. Uh, and I think it came down to – it didn't technically come down to the final match, but uh, – Just about. Just about. Uh, we, uh, we were, the I guess, the uh, um, declared the technical uh, winner heading in because of a victory of a Duke wrestler over a Virginia Tech wrestler. I that believe. is correct. Uh, but uh, State uh, closes it out with another big win from Wisdowski. So just, you know, Ryan, give me your uh, your recap of the, of the event, what it means for this wrestling program and – um, you know, just uh, an overall picture of that event this past weekend. Well, I mean, starting off, it was uh, an impressive effort. Going in, State had lost to Virginia Tech in the regular season. You mentioned that. That was their one loss. They were 23-1, and which is just incredible. And to put that in the perspective, the next most wins in the country, I believe it was Penn State and a couple others, I believe it was 17 or 18 wins. So wow. that just shows how, how State kind of distanced themselves. But they did lose to Virginia Tech in the regular season. It was a close match. And uh, it, w- it was good to see them get revenge, I guess, at the ACC tournament. Because uh-huh. with how wrestling works – it's different in the postseason. Uh, a dual meet is, is kind of all about the team, whereas in the postseason, it's pretty much ten individual tournaments with team points given out, mm-hmm. and then you know trophies given out based on those team points that are accumulated. But um, Virginia Tech is a very, very good tournament team. Mm-hmm. They uh, have placed in the top ten each of the last three years. I believe they've won two out of the last three ACC titles. So. They're a proven commodity, whereas NC State's kind of on the come up right now. Uh, you know, Pat Papalizio's in his fourth year as the head coach, and when he took over that program, his first year, I, I can't remember their exact record. It was less than 500. They had zero ACC wins that first year. Right. And each year, they've been taking steps. The last two years, they. Uh, finished in the top 20. That was the first time NC State had back-to-back top 20 finishes at the NCAA tournament since the early 90s. But this year was just a huge leap forward even from that. Um, And surprisingly, despite they finished 16th last year at the NCAA tournament, they had a terrible ACC tournament. They finished last. They had one finalist, which was Nick Wisdowski. So the way they rebounded was extremely impressive. They had six guys in the finals. Four guys won their weight class, and uh, every guy on the team, all ten starters, placed in the top four. So, I mean, it was a complete team effort, and that's what what it takes to beat a team like Virginia Tech. I mean, they're solid throughout, no holes in their lineup, so uh, State needed everyone to contribute points, and that's what they got, took home the team title. How do you explain um, just comparing – the ACC tournament results from last year to this year, how big of a jump that was. I mean, you mentioned Nick was the lone you know, champion from last year's tournament. Mm-hmm. Then to jump ahead and you've got four guys that claim a title and everybody else places. I mean, yeah. that, that's such a remarkable jump. Yeah, ahead. it's incredible. Gwizdowski wasn't only the only champion last year. He was the only finalist. Uh-huh. So, right. that, I mean, that shows you just it's a complete 180, a complete turnaround. So, I, it was a really impressive effort. I mean, and, is that uh, just the guys that were already on the roster getting just getting better and developing? Absolutely. The, uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, this team, I think if one guy can um, encapsulate this team, I would look to 157-pound redshirt senior Tommy Gant. 
He was a uh, when he was a true freshman, he had a 500 record, and then uh, he he wrestled his next year. He got a little bit better, but still wasn't really making noise. And then I think his uh, Papalizio comes in, and you know he keeps getting better. And then his third year, he really broke through at the NCAA tournament, kind of put people on notice, was one round shy of being an All-American. So they decided to redshirt him last year. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's a tough decision when, you, when you've been starting for three years right. and, and you get redshirted. But, the, you know, it, it, it was with a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Now you look at him this year. After the redshirt year, he only lost one match last year, by the way. So while wrestling, while you redshirt in wrestling, you can still compete in open tournaments. So he was still competing. Huh. And wrestling's just a, a unique sport <laughs> in so many different aspects. That's why we need you on here to help us break it down. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but, so he, he, he goes 23-1, and one, I think, last year. And then this year, I mean, completely dominant. He's ranked in the top five in the country. He's undefeated. And he's actually the only guy in his weight class in the country that's undefeated right now. So, wow. Wow. Um, it, you know, that's two hammers right there for NC State, having yeah. two undefeated guys who are both fifth-year seniors. And, and like I said, that just sh- mirrors the improvements that, that the program has made as a whole under Papalizio and his staff. Right. And, and I, re- you know, I, I read the recap that was on GoPack, uh, this, you know, discussing um, – actually, I, I guess it was maybe on the Wolfpacker. Maybe it was your article – Good plug right there, the yeah, Wolfpacker.com. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Ryan is the editor of the Wolfpacker. Um, That's three in like ten seconds. That's a really good plug right there. Uh, you you had said that, uh, or I'd read, I guess, uh, a quote from uh, the skip, Pat. Uh, uh, he coined the term on our podcast. I'm going to claim a little credit for it. Uh, oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah, he said, well, the, he said the day before. they ha- We asked him if he had a nickname or something. He said the day before the uh-huh. team had decided, like, yeah. voted to call him the skip so, or something like podcast that. podcast exclusive. I, I was um, not sure about that, so <laughs> I'm glad I know where it comes from. Well, well I, I'm, uh, of course, facetiously claiming any credit whatsoever for it. Um, <laughs> now we know the secret. Yeah. You're going to gain tens of follow- tens <laughs> yes. new followers. Yes, exactly. Um, but in in your story, he had mentioned that it was a uh, a total team effort, and the fact that you know it wasn't just the the four guys who won their you know classes, but you had guys who you know maybe they lost their initial bout yep. and then ended up going on to place third. I think mm-hmm. giving us those points that we needed for the team victory. Yeah, I mean going in. If you look at the national rankings, NC State finished number two in the country. Virginia Tech was number three. So, I mean, that shows you just how close those two teams are. Mm-hmm. And when you have two teams that are that close, like I said, it's it's all ten guys. It's not just your four studs that go out there and win titles. That wouldn't be enough points to, to beat Virginia Tech. Yeah. So it was all ten guys. Um, you know, and like like you said, they had guys that lost their first-round match. And, you know, you lose your first-round match in wrestling. That, that's that's devastating. I mean, yeah. especially uh, two of the guys that, that were really important were the higher-ranked seed going into their first match, and they lost. So it's, you know, it, it's a 4-5 match in the bracket. You know, so I've, I feel like that always gives people some, uh, you know, they can equate it to the NCAA basketball tournament, you know, 4-5 seed. So. Sure. But um, so that – they didn't give up, though. You know, they, they came back, they wrestled tough, and, and a guy like Bo Donahue, who's uh, had a tough year. I mean, State wrestled the, the toughest schedule in the country this year. All, all the wrestling media is in agreement about that. And a guy like Bo Donahue is a redshirt sophomore and, and 
wrestling that tough schedule, he he had a he did not have a good record. But he came back, you know, never got disheartened, and uh, he had a pin in the consolation bracket that was huge in the team race. I mean, it, it was two extra points, two bonus points for right. getting a pin. And when the team race came down to, I think it was eight and a half points or something like that, that two points is huge. Yeah. And especially since it came against, I believe, a Virginia Tech wrestler. Right. So that, that swings it even more because yeah. that's points you're taking away from Virginia Tech and given state. Yeah, it's almost like twice as many or, exactly. or you know, like a, a – um what would it be like an eight point swing maybe yeah uh, yeah so um yeah just a, a huge win for state uh you know claiming another acc title in wrestling i think uh i'd mentioned the first since 07 i think it was the last time state had won an acc title mm-hmm. yeah last title. time last time we last time nc state won a team title i was 133 pounds because i was on that team <laughs> and if you look at me now you you're, can tell that was a long time you're, you're a few weight <laughs> classes up uh yeah. <laughs> from that um yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. We've had some some great wrestlers since then. Darian Caldwell is a, a guy who won a title uh, in in that span where we had not won an ACC title. But uh, you know, to defeat Virginia Tech, like you said, get a little bit of a revenge mm-hmm. for that uh, duels meet uh, earlier in the year uh, was big. And of course, now they head on to uh, NCAA's, which will be hosted in Madison Square Garden in New York. Yeah, um, and uh, so. And I think we're sending eight wrestlers, is that right? Yeah, that's right. It ties a uh, NC State record. And, and again, that gives you the chance to have all the guys contributing to the team score. Right. Um, so it, it's huge to have eight guys going to the tournament. Is it scored similar to how that's the right. ACC was, tournament? I was just about to ask that. Yeah, right. the, the, the placement points go out a little bit more. I mean, at the ACC tournament, you only get placement points if you finish in the top four because it's a six-team league. There's right. only six ACC teams gotcha. that have wrestling teams. So at nationals, it goes out to eight, but you're in a 32-man bracket. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just uh, you know so, gives you a little. So how many teams realistically have a chance to win a national title in this thing? Like obviously, you know, like theoretically, 68 teams, or whatever, can win an NCAA tournament. But obviously, if one school only has one wrestler, they're not going to be national exactly. champions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, State fans probably don't want to hear this, but if I'm being completely honest, Penn State has an all-star team. They have uh, four out of the ten guys in their lineup are ranked number one in the country. And then they have two other guys who are ranked in the top three. So if that bears out, it's really tough to keep pace with them. But, to again, putting this into perspective, no ACC team has ever placed higher than fifth at the mm-hmm. national tournament, ever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the NCAA wrestling tournament goes back to the 1920s. So uh, it, their goal going in, you know, there is obviously to win it. They're, they're not going in saying, oh, we want to take second. But um, th- they want to bring home a trophy. And the top four teams at the NCAA tournament get trophies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very realistic. And, again, that would be a, a, just an incredibly historic accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh Gwistowski will be going for a three-peat in, as a national champion. Do you see any other wrestlers on the squad that could potentially compete for a national title themselves? Yeah, I, I, Jack I and do. Gant, right? Exactly. <laughs> I got go. look, look at Matt Purdy. <laughs> Captain Research the wrestling over here. Over here. <laughs> no, they've um, they've got four guys who I would I would deem title contenders. The four guys that were ACC champions uh, can really wrestle with anybody in the country. You've got Gwizdowski's the big one, you know, just to set up the storyline. He's the two-time defending champion, 
and he's wrestling in his home state. He's from New York. So, you know, that adds a little bit more to it. And he's also riding the NCAA's longest uh, winning streak. He's won 84 matches in a row, which is just incredible. I mean, that yes. he has not lost since uh, January of 2014, I think it is. That's nuts. So, I mean, he's just... Is that a, like Kale Sanderson level almost? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, I know it he's really like almost is, though. because So, Kale Sanderson is the head coach of Penn State now, but he was one of the... He, is the greatest college wrestler of all time. He did not lose in his college career. <laughs> I don't want to say the number because I might be wrong, but I want to say it was like 130 matches. Without so his record loss. in college was 130 and 130 <laughs> <laughs> But, the, again, that puts into perspective how impressive Nick's streak of 84 matches yeah. without a loss is. I mean, the greatest college wrestler of all time was 130, and yeah. Nick's, you know. In that territory. Exactly, yeah. so. Um, and then all I can say is Tab Thacker was a good friend of mine back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Tab Wrestling. Thacker is the reason there's a there's a weight limit in the NCAA wrestling. Wow. Because yeah. he was, how, how big was Tag? Yeah, he was big. He was big. He was four bills at and least, he, right? And he used to play in the gym with us, man. I mean, you run into him like running into a brick wall, man. <laughs> yeah, I he had a nice wanna, little, he he had a nice little jump shot, man. <laughs> yeah. I heard he could dunk a basketball even though he, I mean, I heard he was 400 plus and he could dunk a basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. That's nuts. That is just incredible. I can't imagine. The boards underneath his feet when he took off, I'm sure, just buckled. <laughs> I know when you were driving uh, to the that basket explains, and that you ran into him, yeah. he, did, he just watched you bounce off of him. <laughs> <laughs> and laughed at you while yeah, you laid on exactly. the Exactly. But um, <clears throat> so anyway, that, that puts Nick in the perspective. I know I was a little long-winded there, but there, there are three other guys that can win a title. 141-pound sophomore Kevin Jack. He is uh, one of the... Only All-Americans from Connecticut. Connecticut's not known for its wrestling, hmm. obviously. I, I, I don't. That goes without saying. So, but um, <laughs> they're not really known for a whole lot. I was going to say, so. yeah, exactly. Women's basketball. women's basketball and Rodney Purvis. <laughs> and men's basketball. He just won a national championship yeah, I know. Like a couple of years we ago. Don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Holly and there's. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Ke- Kevin Jack. He was ranked number one earlier in the country. Earlier in the year, number one in the country. Mm. Um, he, he's had a couple losses, I think three losses on the year. But uh, he, he he's a great story, too. He surprised everybody by just completely coming out of nowhere. He was supposed to redshirt last year. One of the starters got mono with, like, four dual matches to go in the regular season. He came out and beat, like, ranked guy after ranked guy, and the coaches were just like, well, we can't, red- we, we <laughs> yeah. can't take him out of the lineup now. I mean, he's out there beating guys he's not <laughs> supposed to beat. And, uh, again, he, he did not have a great ACC tournament, but it was good enough to qualify for nationals. He went to nationals, beat a four-time ACC champion, and uh, it was just upset after upset. And uh, he, he ended up placing at the national tournament. And uh, Gwizdowski, it's funny, Gwizdowski's always like, the guys were giving me, giving me crap because Kevin placed, I think, four, fourth or fifth as a true freshman. Gwiz took eighth as a true freshman. <laughs> so that, that shows how impressive of an accomplishment sure, that is. Yeah. And then obviously you got Tommy Gant, the redshirt senior at 157, only undefeated guy in the country at his weight class, if I'm not mistaken. So he can win a national title. And then uh, junior Max Roscoff at 165. He, he is a very unorthodox wrestler. If anyone has ever 
watched him wrestle, you're, he does things you coach kids not to do. <laughs> I mean, he, he just does these things that you're like, no, 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 okay, that, that works for you. Right. No one else in the world could pull that off, but it's working for you. Yeah. So, so keep at it. I mean, he's uh, all four of those guys are ranked in the top uh, seven or eight in the country, which is all-American position. And I uh, went back through, and the last five NCAA tournaments, any team with four All-Americans – has never placed lower than 10th. Most of them are in the top five. So mm. if those guys come through and you get some contributions from other guys in the lineup, state's sitting pretty. Yeah, it'd be nice to, to be able to lay claim to the highest ACC finisher ever mm-hmm. at uh, Nationals. So um, you're right, this this team I'm sure is not going with the idea that they just want to, you know, um, be the best ACC finisher ever. They want to win it all. but um, They want to be the best in the country. Yeah. So um, it's, you know, uh, to this point, everybody's doubted them, and uh, they've proven everybody wrong. So, uh, and that's, I guess, next weekend, is that right? Uh, uh, March 17th through the 19th. Okay. Uh, right during NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> right. So still got a little bit of a, a wait for that, but um, we will certainly keep our eyes on that as that approaches. Uh, we'll, let's, before we get to basketball, real quick, uh, Rifle won a, a title as well, the, the Cirque Championship. Uh, so... Uh, it was a weekend full of uh, titles for NC State. Uh, we know you have a special place in your heart for the, for the rifle team. Tried out and got cut, and so I still you no, could have just no, you, could no, no, you, were, you were almost a member. You could have been a member. Uh, yeah, of the rifle I, I'm a, team. they're always a part of my heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, take right. us take us through that. I want I want to hear the story. The, the story of me getting cut yeah. from rifle. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I show they had a I, it literally I think is as dumb a story as they had a flyer on campus. It was like, do you want to try out for the rifle team? I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. No pun intended. Have you shot a gun before? Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> yeah, hey, no. what's the trigger? And all of a sudden he's like a rookie of the year or something. He's just like hitting every single target. Yeah, no, I, I grew up in rural North Carolina, so I, I grew up with guns <laughs> and shooting them. So it was a uh, you know it was not a foreign thing to me to to you know shoot a rifle or anything like that, but. Um, Got in there and they and then and he Keith taught me Keith Miller the uh, the coach he taught me the uh, proper way to stand and everything and as it turns out your torso my torso was too long uh, your arm has to be able to fit you don't have the measurables to shoot a gun yeah yeah I don't <laughs> you, you would fail the rifle combine <laughs> yeah your seventh round pick he's a late flyer your elbow has to this is uh, hard to describe visually uh, but uh, your elbow has to kind of dig into the your hip bone. Uh, and I had to lean forward to get that to happen. Uh, Does it really matter if you're accurate? I don't like. Yeah, it kind of makes a big deal. No, I mean like 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 like. <laughs> can't scored. that be overcompen? Like, can't that be compensated if well, you're accurate? Like you could. Yeah. What does it matter what the form I, is I if know. you're accurate? I, unless yeah. you're the Max Robskoff of. Uh, yeah, rifle. that's. A, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It just seems like one of those things where literally numbers. Yeah. Tell the story. You know, like people battle over analytics and basketball and how much they matter. I, I yeah. think if you can hit the target, you could be upside down standing on one hand, and I don't think it would. I think matter. I would have needed to hit solid straight bullseyes <laughs> every single round for him to just overlook the whole uh, position thing. Yeah, because eventually at some point during the match, your body, if you're compensating with your muscles to. Mm-hmm. You know, balance and weight the rifle. Oh, I mean, obviously the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I just it he's just been at struck for like me forty as, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just yeah. struck me as something weird that I would have never thought of. Yeah, no, it. Uh, you know, your sometimes it really does matter the, your genetics when it comes to certain <laughs> sports. Uh, all right, uh, you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, blame my dad's long torso. Um, 
All right, basketball. Uh, state heads to D.C., uh, the land of uh, politicians and traffic. Apparently, traffic, if you read yeah. all the reporters, yeah, the, the, and and the NC State fans who drank the bag of <laughs> wine or whatever. I want right. to. I mean, that has to be pointed out. Yes. Whatever that was. Yeah, we saw. I was uh, wondering what that story was. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was video. This is when you have when you're in 2016 and you have Periscope. Or yeah. mine or something. Yeah, why was she taking pictures I, of this? I, I don't think Ernie knows, but no, apparently, apparently some re- some reporter in D.C. said that they saw a group of NC State fans mm-hmm. attract Students. a group of women by drinking an entire bag of boxed wine. Like, they all drank a whole <laughs> bag of boxed wine. They were just chugging it. Just and the women it. just walked over and started talking to them. And now it, like, started spreading. So. I, I just want to see the visual of this. Yeah. 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 Chugging some wine? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just need to point out that ladies, if you don't want women to do stupid stuff, don't don't uh, reinforce bad behavior by going yeah. over and talking to guys who are chugging boxed wine. I mean, uh, you know, just you don't, can't make that up. Don't man. don't don't, don't <laughs> encourage us. Um, yeah. So uh, apart from the uh, the the frat guys who are uh, up there in D.C. chugging box wine, there will or be other Hayes Permark. or yes or Hayes. Uh, there will be. Uh, uh, you know, state fans up there rooting on the pack against Wake Forest. Um, the the opener of the ACC tournament on Tuesday. Uh, I don't think anybody really expected us to be playing on Tuesday, or at least hope not. But here we are. Um, so, Ernie, I'll turn to you. Um, you know, uh, we played Wake Forest earlier in the season. Um, you know, managed to beat them, but I, I'm I'm just curious uh, what your thoughts are on. Uh, state's chances Tuesday now with the season kind of having already unfolded. Yeah, I I, I just think that um, you know we play them tough and they, they play us tough. And when you get into the tournament, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I just know. Anything, some guy can get hot or you know you can get on a roll. It's, it's just another season. Yeah, you know when you get into the tournament. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just hoping that. Uh, you know these guys. They look kind of tired against uh, yeah. That's what Notre Dame. It just seems like guys are, are worn down. Yeah. You know, I think not having enough, as Coach said, um, kind of is really affecting this team. You know, because they they just I, I just didn't see them getting back. Yeah. Um, that was that was where I was getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah. I, I was seeing guys just wide know, open threes. Yeah, and they weren't getting back, and and and, and, and you know, just the way guys their body language just Probably. wasn't wasn't good. Yeah, against Notre Dame at all. So I, and, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and and I'm sure part of that, in addition to fatigue, is just the kind of the the knowledge that uh, short of a miracle run in the ACC tournament, you're not going to be going to the NCAA tournament for the first time in four years, and you know you may not be going to the NIT. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I think we have to finish with at least a 500 record to be invited. Is that correct? Yeah. So, correct. Unless like so, 50 teams turn it down or something. <laughs> I don't see that happening, and I, I honestly don't hope we go to the CBI or whatever the other. Uh, yeah, it's either wanna, NIT or nothing. Yeah, yeah it I should so. be. We, we shouldn't be paying to go into tournaments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's not hard to uh, imagine that uh, you know some of these guys. Part of that is just a little bit of you know dejectedness. Uh, you know, they're still fighting. They're they're still competing, but. Um, you know, uh, when there's not much left on the line to fight for, it's it's got to be a little bit tougher yeah, to dig it, deep it, and get that extra gear you need. Yeah, it's tough. That, uh, I can honestly say I haven't been in that situation. <laughs> I mean, not to be um, – I think my sophomore year we we were 19 and 7, and then we lost the last seven games. Hmm. But we did go to the NIT. 
uh-huh. um, and and we lost at home to Florida State. Um, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't imagine you know uh, not playing for anything. I mean, yeah. just something. You know what I mean? It's that's tough on these guys, and I know um, you know they look back at the season and you know they had some games they could have you know won or you know you start going through the you know the line of losses and mm. and, and it just you know it just kind of looks like wow we had opportunities you know you start looking back and 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 saying to yourself hey maybe I could have played harder or maybe you know if we got this win here or, or if this guy wasn't hurt I mean it's a whole a lot of different scenarios you can go through in your head with this but right it's just tough not having anything to play for yeah and I mentioned the state beat Wake. They did the last time we faced them, and of course they had lost uh, in Winston Salem. So, uh, you know, it, it it's you know uh, I don't know. It's state could be staring at a, an early exit from the tournament. I, maybe you guys know. I'm trying to remember the last time state was a just uh, you know first game loss. I don't think we've probably sometime when I was in school. I don't think it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was definitely mm. there was definitely one year with Sydney I remember, and I was like, oh well, I can focus on like other things now. But <laughs> right, I, yeah, God, I'm trying yeah. to remember the wow. specific year. I can't. Um, I, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, that's yeah. We don't. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, state. If you look at the you know overall tournament record over the last you know I think decade or so, I think we may be one of the few teams that actually has a, a 500 or better record in the ACC tournament. I'm not sure. I mean, most teams have a losing record because, yeah. you know, four teams. Single or, elimination tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah, usually unless you're winning t- these tournaments all the time, you're, you're going to have losing records. But we usually are good for at least one or two wins uh, in the tournament every year. So Yeah, all the years I've been going, we, we usually got two wins out of yeah, it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and then, you know, a, a tough third game or what have you. But, right. Uh, you know, Sydney's first year, they went all the way uh, mm-hmm. to the to the final um, down in Tampa. Brandon Costner. That was, yeah, that was that was exciting. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it had to be during one of the time one of Sydney's years. Yeah, there had to yeah. be one year where it happened. Right. Well, I mean, it's it was a was a, a, a yeah show statistician Chris Hathcock is saying that it was a, a Charlotte tournament uh, where we lost to Miami in the first round. Mike Mann with the assist. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, well, okay, I'll throw this out there. You, you, never, uh, you never want your team to lose, but uh, if it ended mercifully uh, against Wake Forest <laughs> in that first game, uh, you, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't – it would be one of those things where you're, it's you're not just, like It's not like it's a heartbreaker. Right, like, oh, just, we were so close. It's just like, shrug, okay, well. Yeah, you shrug your shoulders like, well – so it ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, just going into the tournament with a losing record, that's just, that's tough. Yeah. You know, I mean, but you can, hey, if you're coaching it, hey, dreams can happen. Things ha- things happen. Yeah. You get yeah. on a roll like uh, Connecticut did in the Big East and win five yeah. five games in right. a row. And then, yeah, right, right. And we'll go out <laughs> and win a national number of five games and win six games. Yeah. Is, is and win a national here? championship. I think Corciani snuck yeah. into yeah. He's still dreaming right. somewhere. He wins Corciani. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, 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 anything can happen. But um, I, but the body language of these guys in the last game was just kind of like, okay, right. 
I don't know. We're going through yeah. the motions. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned UConn. I, 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 I didn't know or follow that team close enough, the UConn team, to know. Did they have the depth to, to be able to win five games like that? Or did they just have like an <laughs> Kind of. Kimba Walker Kimba? was just Yeah, like he was just on fire, man. Yeah. He was on fire. And, you've seen it with and the they, had, they had some good ball players. And, yeah. I mean, but, you know, they had they won five. They won the tournament and then – it, it, went on. It's weird outside of the depth. They were kind of similar to State. They didn't have very good big – I mean, they had a couple, like, one-dimensional big guys. Right. They had a point guard that could do everything. Yeah, they right. They just had one or two more players, and they just they basically just ran plays for Kimba on ISO. And I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just saying they're, they're, so, they're actually – it's ironic that you mentioned that because there's some similarities there. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they can go into some wings you know, that can get yeah, hot. See, so yeah, it, it can happen. That's all I'm saying. It, yeah, if guys, yeah. but we we know we got. They also had boat right though. Yeah, that's another did. good boat. Another yeah. good uh, guard. Yeah, they had the they had the other guard. Yeah, he was he was great. But all yeah, right. Just update for all you people in the podcast uh, dying to know when this was. 2011, I think was the. the oh, Sydney's last year, Maryland, uh, and Gary, I guess, was still coaching there, right? Yeah, so uh, one final fu from Gary Williams, Tennessee uh, <laughs> State. Just one more flick of sweat. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, you know, um, I guess we can we can if uh, you know if things play out like we uh, most likely anticipate they will. Wake has only won two games, right? Yeah, yeah. So us and BC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about that? Um, and they were losing to BC bat, like for a little while. I was, was going to say they had to come back in that one, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Wait, was was that that or was that the one that they were up? No, that way they were like thirty-two to four or something. That was the one where they just yeah. blasted BC right. from the start. That's right. Yeah, yeah. BC only had like two points for ten minutes yeah, or something like that's that. That's right. Um, it felt like they had to come back. But. So, um, so if, if things play out like we think they will, and State does not ultimately win the ACC tournament. Um, <laughs> You know, we, I, I suppose we can uh, take next week to put the the oh, final wraps on the uh, the season. Uh, but just in case, Ernie, you're not able to be with us next week for whatever reason, uh, surprise birthday parties or whatnot. <laughs> uh, 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 the thoughts on Cat? I mean, I think we all. I, well, I think most folks. I'm gonna put myself out there. Think that most likely he uh, has played his final uh, season in NC State. Uh, I think he would be wise to pursue uh, his pro options next year. But what do you think? Do you think he's – is he uh, all but gone uh, at I, the end of this year? I think he's gone. Yeah. I mean, just, just my own – Yeah. you know, I, I, I think Cat Barber in, uh, in an NBA, you know, uh, uniform or a team um, with the open court – and with his speed with the ball. I think he'd um, be a great a backup point guard. Yeah. Um, you know, right now as a rookie, yeah, he, he can probably be a good backup point guard. But I I just think that he he can open up the lanes. He, he mm-hmm. has Ty Lawson type speed with the ball. Yeah, and, and you he know? can't play zone defense in the And NBA. he's 6'3", <laughs> and, and he can play defense when he wants to. Mm-hmm. You know, when I mean, he's he not having to play 39 minutes a game. I was just going to say, if yeah. he's not playing 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I'm, if that happens in the NBA, there's something. You're either the most amazing human being ever or there's something terrible. I, I, think, he, I think he can be a, a good player in, 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 the, in the NBA, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just. He's developed his three. Yeah, he's developed his game and, you know, he can handle the ball and, and, and get in the lane and. You know, he has trouble finishing sometimes, but... He also makes it, some incredible ones. It's Yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. And I just think that, you know, with a season like he's had this year, um, they said no one's had... Uh, he's Kenny, Kenny Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you 
when you throw that out there, it's like <laughs> that guy okay. played double digit seasons in the NBA. So. Yeah, it's like I, I can get a shot. Somebody's going to give him a, a, a shot in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always surprises me when you see the NBA mock drafts, and he's like just barely like in there at the end of the second round. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Ernie. Maybe you can speak to that, but that always surprises me. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know those mock drafts, and you know he he can go to a uh, you know a team and 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 try out, and and that that can change, that a whole mm-hmm. situation can change. Yeah, you know um, if he goes to you know he gets invited to. Uh, you know these teams or what have you, and interviews, and you know, and uh, what he did this year with you know with this team. I know it wasn't a great team, but he still he, he still he still was was spectacular in a lot of games this year. So I think that um I think that that can that definitely can change. Yeah. I've seen guys in the second round next to you know their first round draft picks, mm-hmm. you know. So and I mean you know uh, Russell Westbrook was like that a couple of years ago. He ended up like third. They didn't even think he was going to be. Actually, read a story. They thought he was going to be a second round pick, and he ended up yeah. picked fourth. I think. Cause yeah, it's it's just yeah. You know, uh, you you go out and you go to the NBA. They have a combine now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. His, his speed's going to be off the charts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's athletic, and um, you know, him off the ball, just going driving to the basket. I mean, the way he handles the ball and mm-hmm. gets into the lanes or what have you. He, I can see him, you know, throwing passes or. You know these big guys. They, you know, once the court opens up, I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be a tough. Smart player, yeah, and he's smart with the ball now. Mm-hmm. You know, before when he first got here, he was just trying <laughs> to do too much, and yeah, you know, everybody was looking for this cat barber year, and this is the year. And I think that um, uh, I don't see him playing with Dennis Smith next year. I just, yeah, I just, that, that would be too tough. I just yeah. don't, you know, I, I just don't see that it happening. Would, it would be, remind me on a different level of the uh, Ben McCauley, um JJ Hickson thing, where it was like. Someone's not going to get exactly what they want, and it right. And that we didn't know how that turned out. It was yeah. Macaulay played ten minutes, hated it, and you know it was yeah. That was that was tough. I mean, on Ben, that you know, uh, especially after the year they had previously. But yeah, you know, when a guy like Hickson comes in and you know you got to play him, yeah, it's just tough. Yeah, you know, and I mean. You know the the rules have changed. Uh, you know, if Cat wanted to, I think now he has the opportunity to you know speak with and, and go through some of the combine and, and mm-hmm. evaluation process. Um, you know, if he chooses not to hire an agent at any point and can return to NC State, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I think uh, I, I just, I mean, I just don't see it happening either. Um, you know, he's not going to have a better year, right? next year than he had this year and you don't want to fall into a situation like marcus page finds himself yeah. in this year where you know uh i don't know that marcus's you know stock was incredibly high um but i, you I know, didn't see him as an nba player right i mean but he was picked to be preseason acc player of the year yeah. right that that can seem like a jinx i remember uh, <laughs> i remember one guy who was that here uh he was picked preseason uh was cj it? leslie yeah oh. you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you <laughs> so, know and had a guttural reaction. He was like, <laughs> I think he was maybe third team or honorable mention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was third team. Yeah, I think he was third team. But um, you know, uh, he's not coming back to that, and you know, I don't, you know, I don't know about his his schooling situation. Is you know, his grades or whatever. But but he also has a daughter, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He has he has a mouth to feed on yeah. top of that. So, yeah. So you know, I don't think he's gonna. Um, waste his legs another year in college yeah yeah I just i just don't think it's gonna happen yeah so i i, I anticipate when that time comes that we'll probably see uh that he will declare 
for the NBA, and I think every state fan should wish him well in that endeavor. And, you know, like we sat here last year, Ernie, and you said, I, I, I think Trevor Lacey might go. Uh, and I, Yeah, we, you were we, shocked. Yeah, we were shocked. <laughs> I don't think this one will be quite as shocking. Yeah, uh, no, no. I, I just thought Lacey, like I said, he was – He's getting a little long in the tooth in, yeah. as far as college basketball. And and Cat's a little old for his grade, too. I yeah. Think he's a year old. He's a year older, too, also. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, there's that factor. And, and you look in the draft, I mean, they don't draft too many seniors. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is now. Right. I mean, if you're... Yeah, it's almost like it's a stigma. Like, if you if you last it to your senior year, what's wrong with you? Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, and I'm sure um, the guy over at uh, Bryce... I mean, he's having all. He had an awesome year as a senior. Yeah, he, yeah. He'll probably be a, you know, a top pick in, the, you know, in the first round. But it, it doesn't usually go go that way yeah. now these days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Terry Henderson. I don't know if anybody at the table here has heard any update on whether they'll apply for the uh, medical red shirt for him. I'm sure they but will. They, but they can't. I heard. I, my wife was telling me that they can't. Oh, she apply for it until do. after next year. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be after your fifth year. Yeah, it would be really? like a retroactive. Yeah, yeah. Like, interesting. Yeah. They, I so, mean, they, if he has any, I mean, even if he doesn't really have interest, he might as well just send in the paperwork and say, "Hey, we got you approved for a six year." I, oh, then I, he can have a a cat barber year. And yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you don't know, know. Not need it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they say, better to need it and not, uh, or have it and not need it than to uh, need it and not have it. So sounds like that sounds like a Roy Williams timeout. But thing it's going to be tough uh, for actually, him. My dad's he hasn't a lot, played so. in like two years. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, okay, you had that ready, you were ready to come in this year, and then then you don't play a whole year. It, it, that takes away from your game. I yeah, mean, you just on especially on this level, you have. He's going to have to have a wicked summer just playing ball all day, every day to get his legs back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be challenging for him. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, Bob Alejo and, and the rest of the uh, folks there at Sports uh, Medicine will have him, you know, ready to go. And I'm sure he continues to do things in the uh, weight room that the best that he can, you know, on his, uh, you know, ankle. But, uh you know, uh, you're I'm right. just saying he needs to play. Right, right. You know, that's what he needs to. It's not it's, just conditioning. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's got to get playing. his confidence back. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's he's going to be having the, every day he's playing pickup or playing in some league or something. Yeah, you know, to get to get his uh, confidence back and his legs back. And usually, even after a guy sits out one year and have, you know, it takes a, it takes a minute for them to get his legs back in a real game. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see uh, strides for other key members of this squad as well. Maverick needs to get much more consistent at hitting shots if he's going to continue to earn the kind of playing time. Be that a he's shooter. Getting. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Martin Twins have given us flashes over the course mm-hmm. of the year, but, uh, you know, more consistent play from them would be nice. And so uh, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of eggs placed into the 2017 basket for sure. Um and uh, anyway, we can discuss that as we get closer to it. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of here, Ryan, since you're here, I'll ask you a little bit about spring football since that's underway. Let's do uh, it. A couple of practices are under the belt. Um, I guess the big questions, uh, and obviously not a whole lot, can be determined from just a couple of spring football practices. Mm-hmm. But from what you've heard uh, at the quarterback position, is it uh, – Still looking like it's going to be Jalen McClendon, or is Myers giving him some push? Yeah, I mean, I, I would put my money on Jalen McClendon. He's been around longer. He's uh, he, He's got a great arm, but at the same time, Jacoby Myers, the 
rising redshirt freshman, also has a good arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's not as uh, I mean, McClendon is like the prototypical NFL quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's tall. He's he's kind of long and lean. He's got a strong arm. He's he's accurate. I mean, we we went to the first spring practice earlier this year, and uh, you couldn't help but be blown away by watching him throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's 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 got a Mike Glennon like arm, uh, mm-hmm. and we we've all seen Mike Glennon's arm and and how impressive that is. So. Uh, that's what I would say about that. But Jacoby Myers, I think, also has a, a mm-hmm. nice arm. Mm-hmm. He he was a he had an interesting story. He was like this unknown two star recruit who was heading the Kent State, and then uh, NC State jumped in on him, and after that, Florida jumped in on him, and yeah. and they had the battle tooth and nail to to get his signature on signing day. So wow. Uh, he's he's a kid that's got some talent too, and uh, we talked to Eli Drinkwitz, the new offensive coordinator, after the first practice, and uh, he actually said it, it's a it's a competition of five because they've also got a couple walk-ons and things like that. And uh, as as the new guy coming in, I think you have to give everybody a fair shake. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's good. Yeah. That'll help McClendon. That'll help Myers. That'll help the walk-ons. That'll help everybody on the team. And uh, you know, especially from like a morale standpoint. I mean, how often do you go into a season with a guy who has basically no meaningful experience and say he's got the quarterback job? I mean, that just doesn't happen. Right. And there's a reason that it doesn't happen. So um, I, I think they'll go through the spring and, and probably the summer and, and without announcing a starter publicly, whether they know it or not, behind the scenes. And uh, I, th- I think it'll be a good thing to watch. And, you know, they got a fre- the freshman they signed, Dylan Parm, from, uh, he's a local kid from Raleigh. He enrolled early, so he's, in, he's a part of the competition. And, mm. uh, well, you know, well, best man wins. Yeah. The, it's always good to have competition. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it until you just said it, but uh, having a new offensive coordinator come in and quarterbacks coach means that uh, there isn't a like an established, oh, he was just your exactly. backup last year, so you're, you're handing him the keys to the job. I think we all kind of assume that that will be the case, but you're right. You know, McClendon, Myers, everybody's got to prove themselves to the new guy mm-hmm. who just so happens to be your quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. So, uh, yeah. so it's, a, it's a nice reset button. Yeah, he's a good guy. We met him, and he's a... Uh, Eli? Yeah. Drinkwitz? Yeah, yeah Drinkwitz. Do you have a drink with Drinkwitz? No, actually, um, <laughs> actually, we met in church. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh-huh. wow, yeah, he James. came to church. Now, he he came to a church service, and uh, I was like, okay, he doesn't look like a football coach, but hey, uh, he must yeah. be good. Yeah, the, the new age of of football is. I mean, a lot of these guys are just little analytical guys. They're right. not necessarily the big, you know, Mike Singletary. Yeah, type that type of coach. I mean, he yeah. just, you know, but he's a good guy. I the, seem to remember Marv Levy was a guy who played very little football. Uh, until he started getting into coaching. And, and Marv Levy was a tiny guy, old cantankerous. Yeah, the Bills mm-hmm. uh, took him to four Super Bowls where they promptly he lost was like four a, of them. But, uh, I might be uh, wrong on this, but he, wasn't he like an English professor at one point? Yeah, or, I think he, there was some, some he, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe what's old is new again. So uh, the, the interesting thing about Drinkwitz is he's so young. Mm-hmm. He's like 32, I think, or something like yeah. that. He he might be the youngest guy on the staff, and he's the new offensive coordinator. I think it should be illegal to hire coordinators who are younger than I am. Uh, that just <laughs> seems uh, against the rules in some <laughs> form or fashion. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Debbie has has you know definitely looked at guys who are you know youthful. Uh, 
for the staff, I guess primarily because they're able to connect and recruit pretty well. And the energy they bring. Right, exactly. I mean, it's especially from the last staff. I mean, it's a, a complete change. <laughs> you know, it's you can just sense there's more wow. energy out there at practice. When we go out there at practice, there's rap music blaring from I mean, they have these uh-huh. these huge speakers that are like the size of me and and they are bumping those things at full blast and yeah. 133 pound speakers. <laughs> <laughs> a little heavier than that now. But uh yeah, let's go with that number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I mean, it's it's uh you can never go wrong with, with having that kind of energy around a program. I talked to Dwayne Ledford, who's the new offensive line coach on mm-hmm. National Signing Day after they had the press conference. And he, he's another guy that's got, like, this infectious energy. And, and you can just hear the passion coming from him as he talks. And, and uh, you know, D'Antonio Burnett I would put in that category, too. He's a being a state guy, you know, he got promoted to the head strength and conditioning job. So there, there have been a couple changes, and I think that that brings a new energy into the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine what Tom O'Brien would have blasted uh, at spring practice. Uh, I probably. heard he was an ABBA fan. So. Yeah, that's true. true. I was going to go with Lawrence Welk, but I was uh, thinking we'll go with it. Huey Lewis in the News or something. <laughs> I don't know. Huey oh. Something like generic early 80s music. <laughs> Bar rock from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some Bon Jovi, maybe. Uh, probably Tom O'Brien would have been Huey Lewis from Back to the Future, where he just speaks into the megaphone and says, that's just too darn loud. Um, <laughs> you all right, kids well, in your rock. Yeah, thing. with with a t- uh, Huey Lewis and a news reference, I, I reckon we'll wrap <laughs> things up here. It's hip to be a uh, square it, it is. Yeah, don't I know it. Uh, all right. Well, Tom. Yes, yes. Yes, I was. I was a nerd before nerds were cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, for Ernie Myers, for Matt Purdy, and for Ryan Tice joining us this week, uh, this is James Curl saying so long here for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Woo! Way to go. That was good. Purdy opens up on a Tuesday. 20,000 fans estimated loosely. Purdy opens up. On a Tuesday, 20,000 fans number estimated loosely. Purdy opens up. On a Tuesday, 20,000 fans estimated loosely. Purdy opens up. On a Tuesday, 20,000 fans number estimated loosely. Ball's going up. Team's trying to get on track now. Trying to win five in a row. Go back to back to back to back to back. Now, you know the Coliseum hype, we about to get to freaking, it might be like Virginia Tech, no way I'll make it to the weekend, tell the Greek to bring them threes, ODO about to dump, Greggy Gold calls his-